In the season of Santa, there are two kinds of people. The naughty and the nice. I got 50 bucks for the first elf that brings me Santa Claus. Hulk Hogan is Blake Thorne, and he's definitely been naughty. To make his getaway, he's going to make a mockery of the world's most beloved hero. Do you have a minute? Fox me, a little brat. That's him. But sometimes, the only way you can feel the spirit of Christmas... Where'd he go? ...is to be hit over the head with it. Santa! What? It's showtime. Now, this confused bad boy is Santa, like you've never seen him before. A bearded basher of bad guys. Yeah! A hero with a silly hat. <laughs> A Robin Hood in red. Who were those guys anyway? Oh, they went for Mr. Frost. He's been clearing out the whole neighborhood and no one knows why. And he's got three days to foil a band of evil scientists. Assemble the team. They're taking the orphanage. Wait till Santa hears about this. He'll kick your butt to New Year's. Santa, you slay me. Hulk Hogan is Santa with an attitude. Keep the milk and cookies warm. Santa with some friends. Santa with a mission. How are we supposed to get over this? And most of all, he's Santa with muscles. They can't start Christmas without me. Can they? There have been many Santas. You're not Santa. You're fed. But there's only one named Hulk. Well, all you had to do was knock. Santa with muscles. They call this a movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This Movie. We're part of the Main Amy Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at mainamy.com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Main Amy. We're also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. This is You can find them at gbnation.com. Welcome to They Call This Movie. This is Anna Novecchio, and I'm a little bit drunk. And with me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. <laughs> Hello, gentlemen. Hello, dude. Hey. Uh, we got to get this over quick. I'm too excited about the movie coming out this weekend. And yes, I am talking about Cats. Yes. Uh, uh, cats. I mean, there is there is no movie, apparently, that you should be excited about this weekend. There's no other movie coming out this weekend. Um, depending on it, what you think. Uh, yeah, it seems like Cats might be the better movie. It's the know. only movie coming out this week that had to digitally remove someone's bulge. There you go. Jason Zerullo. Yeah, so you remove Star Wars. Oh, there's a Star yeah. Wars coming out? Fuck you, James Corden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. It wasn't James Corden? Oh, man. Yeah, it wasn't Rebel Wilson? Your tiny British yeah. And it was... Oh, <laughs> what about Idris Elba? I'm sure he's... You know. I don't know. This, this could get crazy real quick. Like I mentioned, everybody, yeah. I am coming out of my work Christmas party, so I am a little inebriated. Uh, we are still in the middle of 25 days of Christmas, so that means we decided to watch Santa with Muscles. And before we talk about uh, Dan and Mark's uh, feelings of this movie, I will say I wrote uh notes for the first 10 minutes of this movie and didn't get a chance to but that's fine because i just want to talk about angel baby for like a solid hour um (laughs) we're not going to be doing that we'll talk about angel baby for i'll give you 20 minutes (laughs) (laughs) um so guys sand with muscles and hulk hogan's movie career where are you coming with us uh to be honest with you every time when you when you told us about this, I was shocked to see how many movies he actually has because I thought yeah. I thought he was just in Suburban Commando and the movie that uh, we reviewed. No holds barred. No holds barred. I'm like, oh, well, okay. Well, those are two, and you know, not great, but solid. You know, it, it had something. It had some appeal to it. But then Don't this movie. Mr. Nanny. Mr. Nanny. Nanny. That's right. But I'm Three looking ninjas. At, he was in The Ultimate Weapon, Thunder and Paradise. Thunder and Paradise is amazing. Uh, Shadow Warriors. Don't forget about the Three Ninjas on Magic Mountain or something like that. Or? On Mega Mountain. Yeah. So I am shocked and appalled at his movie career. I think he plays uh, Zeus in a movie. 
Yes, I think he does oh, as well. Mark, you totally reviewed a when you were doing your 365 days of Netflix. Yeah. You reviewed a movie which starred him and his son, and oh. it was called, I believe it was called Young Hercules. Yes. yes, Young Hercules. That's the movie I'm thinking of. Where he played Zeus. Yep, I know there in my head. There's like, it's like at some point I. Oh man, that movie. That movie's pretty bad. Um, but that's that goes for most of his movies. Um, there are some that are fine, you know, like um, No Holds Bars has its moments where it's right. like, ah, all right. Um, Suburban Commando is okay, you know. And then there's movies like this one and Young Hercules <laughs> that are just like, ah, did did he write the script? <laughs> it's, it, it's, just, it's close. Yeah. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. This movie was made in 1996. It looks like it was made in 1976. It's terrible. Especially with the head of hair Hulk Hogan has on. Oh, God. That's, that's some bad hat, Harry. <laughs> Man, he looks awful with it. I mean, because maybe I'm just not used to seeing him with a full head of hair. But there, There's a moment in this movie later on, which we'll get to, that I thought they were going to reveal that it was that guy wearing a toupee. Mm-hmm. I think the one character mentioned something about shampoo that he makes. Yes. You know, that his character makes, and I thought he was going to just pull off, like, a, a toupee at that point, where that movie was. You know, right now, now I was like, oh, that, you know, this is when that reveal occurs. Because... There's some weird reveals in this movie that make no sense, but... I'm going to be so... honest with you guys. I have seen this movie twice now, watching this. I, after the first 15 to 20 minutes, I have no idea what fucking happens. <laughs> uh, it's a very convoluted plot. The yeah. uh, the villain's uh, I guess his motive is very flimsy at best, and the way he goes about uh, obtaining his goal is pointless. Yeah. Uh, but this movie really has a who's who in the in the cast. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Right off the bat, this stars Hulk Hogan, Don Stark from that '70s show. He played uh, um, the neighbor, Bob Pinciotti. Yep. Um. Yeah. Uh, next door neighbor, Robin Curtis, Garrett Morris from Saturday Night Live, Arian Noel Curzon, who plays the uh, eight-year-old girl who sings a song Angel. for some reason. Um, <laughs> she comes back he, to that song. Oh my God! We could have an entire podcast about that song. Um, <laughs> Mila Kunis, who is yeah. like thirteen in this movie. Um, Ed Begley Jr., Clint Howard, and. Um, another girl that plays a Brenda Song. Yeah, Brenda Song. Yeah. She plays a girl that goes to see Santa at the mall. Um, sees the people robbing the yeah fun. Yeah. I believe she also, Samantha in this movie. I think that yeah. is her name. Susan, and, I believe. Susan. Started with an it, S. It has a nice cameo short appearance by Brutus the fucking barber beefcake in this they, movie. Because they're buddies, right? Hogan yeah. and, uh, yeah, they were buddies. Because yeah. a lot of people complain that. He, he gets, sh- got a lot of good matches because he right. was best friends with him. Yes. Oh, where, now, where was he? I missed him. He's one of the henchmen. He's he the, was... the guy who comes into the church and Hogan, like, steps on the pew and it knocks him right out. Is he, is he Mr. Vile? No, he's no. the, su- he's called, like, sumo assistant or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's I like, notes he, it, it's, that involve it's the, Mr. Yeah, Flint, Mr. Yeah. Vile, and Miss Watt. Yeah, those are the three main ones. And then when Hogan's fighting her in the church, um, she says he's backup, you know, and then yeah. Beefcake comes in and then he knocks him out with it, the pew. The, these henchmen are Batman rogues gallery rejects with the na- mm-hmm. with their names. Like, yeah, he he would pass those along to, like, Robin or whatever. Like, all right, you, you, you take care of uh, Miss Watt over there. But I, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the, I guess, the cover art, the box art for it. It's Hogan holding up two guys by, the like, the scruff of their necks. And these guys are in the movie for maybe a minute, and they're never to be seen again. <laughs> but they make it look like, the you know, that they're major characters yeah Mm -hmm. uh just to take a step back um because i finally found it mark on march 30th 2012 uh wrote for day 73 yes uh and a review of little hercules starring terry hulk hogan as zeus 
Yep. Starring yep. also Nick Hogan, Judd Nelson, Elliot Gould, <laughs> and Paul White. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, that was not a good movie. Um, it was when he was trying to get his kids' careers off. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, his daughter's singing career was around that time, and the son was trying to be an actor. And yeah, this was around. This was a few years after I saw Brooke Hogan perform at the Ocean County Mall, as as well as the Plain White Tees. <laughs> so, quick question for you: What do you think is is more pathetic? Seeing all right, so you saw them at the which which mall was it? Ocean County. So seeing them at the Ocean County, or just a mall, right? Or seeing Sugar Ray play at Epcot to no one. I think the fact that they're playing to nobody was is pretty bad. Like the Ocean County Mall was pretty packed that day. Okay, so okay, <laughs> so it it's it's got to be Sugar Ray, right? Yeah. yeah. For some reason, yeah, that just it, it reminded me. I'm walking by. I was like, oh, but that's Sugar Ray, and there's no one there. Oh, do do you want to stop and listen? <laughs> No, now he's let's, doing let's cameo go. appearances and breaking up oh, with girlfriends. And he's got to milk that. So is uh is that Sugar Ray performance the photo of Virgil at a wrestling convention of music? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Nobody at his table. It's so sad. Wrestling superstar so. Virgil. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'm gonna save it for later for how to fix this movie. But you bring up a good point, Mark, and I'll, I'll get to it later. But yeah. Uh yeah, this movie made me sad that there are Christmas movies. Like this is just very depressing because it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't understand the existence of this movie. I mean, right. Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan, so like he's gonna get like star making performance. You know, like they're gonna try and find vehicles for him. Right. This was as I texted to you guys. This was right in the right after he went heel in WCW. Um. So. Yeah. It also kind of makes sense that, you know, they only went to 93 theaters, I guess, in the United States in opening weekend and only made about $220,000 total. Mm. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I well, wonder it, it if... made it. Uh, what, yeah. I guess I could not find I could not find budget numbers for this. Yeah, I can't yeah, see that. So I, I'm wondering if this was like I don't know what if movie he had after this or if he had any you know, right after this. I wonder if this was like the last of maybe some deal he had when he first left WWF, you know, because he had Thunder in Paradise and, you know, he had, a, you know, a couple movies lined up. I wondered if this was the last one of those. It very know, well before. could be. And then, you know, they did the heel turn and they didn't really need to do movies anymore mm-hmm. to make a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Even the plot line in this makes absolutely no sense. And it, yeah, and yeah, the, evil the, millionaire believes he is Santa Claus. Do I don't think they really give evil? away that he's evil, right? No. I mean, he he's like a jerk, but he's not yeah. evil. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess I guess because he shoots paintballs at cops. I don't know. That's that's the making of an evil genius. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. That's what Lex yeah. Luthor would do. We discussed in Silent Night, Deadly Night too that all cops are bastards, right? Yeah. <laughs> did we? We did yeah. we mention that? We mentioned that. Yeah. Well, I know the, the one cop in it was just a terrible cop. Played by Clint Howard. Oh, in this, yes, but in Silent Night, Deadly Night, right? I'm like I know how to use this thing. Gets his head blown <laughs> off. We also but, saw innocent people get shot in front of children. Yeah, which was, but it was hilarious. Let's not, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to mention about this movie, which makes this movie even that much more, uh mind-boggling is that one of the executive producers on this is jordan belfort which if you don't know that name uh by name it is the character that leonardo dicaprio plays in the film the wolf of wall street so i wonder if he asked hulk hogan like sell sell me this pen sell me this movie and hogan was able to sell it to him this was probably in the height of his uh his million dollar his billion dollar extravagance so he was probably all up on quaaludes when he signed the checks for this movie i wish they would yeah. have put this part in the wolf of wall street right yeah right. why did this movie get any play in wolf of wall street yeah we don't exactly. need to see them on right we don't need to see them on the water right with the chop we don't need to mm-hmm. see them i want to see him bankrolling santa with muscles yeah yeah and the uh the other trivia i saw on the imdb was that the 
they changed the movie so much that the original writer sued the production studio to get his name off the movie. As Smart well, man. I would too. <laughs> yeah. It's, All right, so it, I'm at sorry, least, go ahead, Mark. As, at least it seems like the writer really didn't write this movie, unlike um, I wanted to get off it, unlike Sam Raimi, where he just decided to make an entire act of the movie a giant middle finger to a studio. <laughs> For uh, Spider-Man 3? Spider-Man yeah. 3, yeah. So. yeah. It doesn't say which of the author's drafts, uh, which author was the one that wanted to take his, uh, his name off of it. Yeah. So but, apparently that 70s show has a very strong connection to this film. Yes. Yeah. Right, Don Stark, Mila Kunis, and Jordan Belfort was jail, uh, cellmates with Tommy Chong. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So this movie we can thank for that 70s show. Yeah. There, there was a silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, again, um, I could talk about the plot very quickly about this movie, but there's not much of a plot here. No, it's very, very thin. Um, right, well, yeah. We could do our best. We could do our best. Um, okay. So, but before we do, right, I guess we'll take a second to uh, hear a message from friend of the podcast. So we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, this is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, welcome back. We're about to get into the plot of Santa with Muscles. This is directed by John Murlowski, who also did... Richie Rich's Christmas Witch, which was also a, a possibility to record this week, has an IMDb score of 2.6 and a Rotten Tomato score of 23%. So it's right in line with the Rise of the Skywalker. Right yeah. there. <laughs> I, can I just point out real quick, and you're, you're soldiering through, man. I love it. You're powering through this right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hanging by a thread. <laughs> And we're going to get into the plot of this movie, and um, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, this movie makes I, you want to drink, so. I, yes. I just want to get to Angel Baby. That's all I want to get to. <laughs> and we can call the podcast then. And, and, then you could, and then you could go, you pass out, do whatever you got to do. I'm just going to let you guys do the rest of it. I just really want to talk about that scene because it's <laughs> fucking stupid. Do you, we can work? We can start with Angel Baby and work our way backwards. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Anything. I just want to talk about that. We'll worry. We'll, well, so, all right. Let's let's do this at start one and a half speed. And we're gonna start it off with Angel Baby, and we're gonna work our way through whatever notes I have. You guys can pick it up where I left off. But that's Angel that's Baby. fine. Fine. Go ahead. Baby is a scene happens in the middle of the movie um in a church for some reason <laughs> i don't know how they get into that church i guess that's where these stupid orphan kids are being held captive well, i don't so know. I, I love how the so so throughout the movie we find out like the orphanage is like down on its luck and they had a kind of going out of business sale on the kids like everything must go <laughs> And Mila Kunis and two other kids, they're, they're, they're sitting down at dinner. And... I almost did a legit spit take when you said that there. <laughs> well, it, it's right. It, it's kind of like uh, going out of business. Yeah, they're going out of business sale. So they're sitting down at dinner like, oh, yeah, you know, we got rid of most of the kids, but these are the leftovers. Like, <laughs> because oh, the kids said nobody wants. Right, okay, so here's, here's the plot in a nutshell. Uh, Hulk Hogan plays Blake Thorne. He's some sort of millionaire slash billionaire. For some reason, he's known Billy for his Blanks physique. Type. He's he's known for his physique, basically like Hulk Hulk Hogan is. Um, you know, he's selling weight whey proteins, any kind of powders and whatever to make you big or whatever. He one day decides to go paintballing with his stupid millionaire friends, right? And he does that, and then all of a sudden he they piss off Clint Howard, who is a random ass, 
uh, <laughs> sheriff or not even like a deputy or yeah. a standard state police. Uh, they get into a uh, car chase, which leads Blake Thorne to hide out as a Santa in a mall. And he hides out in a garbage chute, which then he gets knocked on the head by a plastic Santa, which gets thrown down the chute. He falls down the chute. He gets knocked unconscious. Don Stark, who plays a mall elf, finds him, realizes that he is Blake Thorne, this millionaire, and he thinks that he can use what he assumes is going to happen is Blake Thorne's amnesia, which comes true, um, to his benefit to take his money. Um, that's a side plot. Blake Thorne wakes up, uh, Bob from that 70s show makes him believe he's Santa Claus. We get some scenes of him pretending to be a mall Santa. And then we, uh, interact with Ebner Frost, who's another millionaire who was trying to buy up a whole bunch of, um, businesses and homes and properties because underneath these, well, the orphanage and a shoe store and other places that he's already bought is a bunch of magical crystals, which do <laughs> something. Again, yeah, they. I think they generate electricity or they, they generate the, some they kind generate of power. Electricity when this girl sings a song that she makes up on the spot. <laughs> but somehow Hulk Hogan knows. No, he, says, he doesn't know. He pretends he knows. He but says he he's knows. he's clearly surprised by every line she sings of that song. Every time she sings a new verse, it's like he's trying to sing along, but he's just like, well, I did not know she was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know why the director gave this kid like free reign. Of, like, yeah, just ad-lib it. No, I don't that's, know. that's not but how it works. Ebner Frost is played by Ed Begley Jr., um, and he's got a set of henchmen, which include a, um, let me see, uh, Dr. Frost goons are torturing someone in order to force him to sell a shoe store. I, I thought for the longest time that that shoe store was being owned by Ernest Borgnine. Apparently that wasn't the case because <laughs> uh, he is not in this uh, casting list, uh, but he has Mr. Flint, the geologist, get it, uh, right. a yep. chemist by the name of Mr. Vile. Get it? Hey. And then the electrifyingly beautiful Miss Watt. Get it? <laughs> and that's his basically uh, poor man's Avengers uh, goons that he sicks on poor entrepreneurs in order to for them to sell out their businesses for him to own the property and their businesses so they get underground and own their magical crystals. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. shocked that these three characters were not played by professional wrestlers. Yeah, it would have been a good. It, I would have loved Ric Flair in the in the uh, Ebner Frost role. That would have been uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, he would have been good there. Um, because this is, this is WCW era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hogan. Yeah, the um, the only thing I kept thinking with it, the three henchmen could have easily just been, you know, just fodder. You know, that, somebody in. That yeah. was going to be how I made the movie better. Just oh, okay. throwing in random WWE or WCW wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, like put Sting in there. Yeah. Put like Nick Flair would have been great. Yeah. The, Did, the, has Nick Flair done any movies? Rick Flair? Rick Flair? I don't believe yeah. he has. Because God, he, if anyone was made for that, it's Rick Flair. I got to yeah. tell you, I've watched a ton of Rick Flair this week, and I, I totally agree with you. Right, and that it seems like someone really missed the boat on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I don't think he's done anything. Probably yeah, the, not. The only thing that I was proud of this movie for is that they didn't go a hundred percent in calling Frost Ebenezer to get another get it. Right. Yeah. He's get Ebner. It? Yeah. So basically, he, the, he gets the... his comeuppance at the end though when he gets frozen. Mm. So, oh, Frost. Wah, wah. Yeah. Um. So basically. The uh, uh, Thorn or whatever his fucking name is becomes <laughs> kind of this hero for these uh, these orphanage kids and Garrett Morris for some reason um, defending this orphanage from Ebner Frost again Ed Begley Jr. his henchmen um, they have some back and forth fights there's a scene in the church which we're going to get to it has to do with the best part. 
and the most fucking ridiculous part of the movie, uh, uh, which apparently one of you guys mentioned was who Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is yeah. This was all during the final action scene that he shows up for his five minutes in there. But um, yeah. So once he he sees uh, in the mall when he's the mall Santa, you know the uh, these guys do a really dumb job of stealing money that people are raising for the orphanage and then um and then you know that's where we get a a brief uh couple lines from future disney channel star brenda strong um song brenda song song, yeah yeah and um and then he goes over and they try the tough guy role and then he beats them up um and then all of a sudden he's like i gotta help Something tells me I need to help that place. One of the one of the would be robbers looks like a young Dave Attell. <laughs> this is po- this is post his hit on the hat too, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks he's Santa. Yeah, he believes he's Santa, and he has to go help the orphanage for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's very everything that happens is very like thinly veiled kind of stuff. Yeah, like it, it makes zero yeah. sense. Very, very thin. Like, yeah. the other thing is, I I, I was alive in 1996, and I don't remember thumbprint ATMs being no, a thing. that wasn't you a thing. You weren't a millionaire, Mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you were 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I, I agree with Mark on this one. I don't recall there ever being a... I, 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 unless he's a part of, you know, some clandestine uh, <laughs> organization. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that like has a, all these different security measures, you know. Uh, yeah. But the I love that this that this uh, the elf doesn't know that these things exist every time he tries to go and steal his money. Yeah. So Don Stark, uh, yeah. Bob Pinciotti from that '70s show, plays the elf, the mall elf that kind of uh, convinces Hulk Hogan that he is Santa Claus, or at least a mall Santa Claus. Um, and he's really in it just to steal his money because he he takes the guy's wallet after he falls down the, the garbage chute and he realizes oh this is uh, Blake Thorne he's he's the the richest guy in ten states or whatever he says ten, which ten states though yeah I mean there's so I many neighboring ten states if they're in California then he's definitely the richest person in California in Arizona yeah. and Mexico. Let's be yeah. honest with you. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, he goes to the ATM. He's like, oh, I'm going to just use his, his pin number and whatever. It's like, oh, well, we need a thumbprint. Ah, oh, fuck. How am I going to get a thumbprint? <laughs> so they go to, the, they go to the, uh, the orphanage and they have breakfast with, they wind up having breakfast with the people that live, that work there and live there. Um, and he steals a glass from Blake Thorne. He was drank orange juice, and he goes back to the ATM that morning, and he's like, "Oh well, that's his there his left thumb. We need his right thumb." Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck, whatever. Yeah. But let's not forget that the the redheaded kid from Picket Fences is in this too. In this yep, he looked super familiar. Who was that? He's the kid from Picket Fences. I don't yeah, know what that means. Yeah, I don't understand what that means. I don't. I've never seen that movie. There is a the TV show. A TV show. Oh, it's TV. I did not know that. William H. Tom Macy? Scarrett, Tom Skerritt and uh, Five-ish Finkel. Yeah. Remember Five-ish Finkel, guys? No? I, I'm trying to look for this kid, too. I What was this kid's name? Taylor. Adam Wiley. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Holly was in it. Very young. Um, Adam Wiley was a very big part of it. Five-ish Finkel. You guys remember Five-ish, Five-ish Finkel? Is this, no. Am I not hitting the right demographic for you're, this you're, conversation? You're not getting me. Wombuff but, defense. He played a defense lawyer. Oh man, this was like this was like <laughs> Twin Peaks light, basically. It was like okay. a goofy kind of uh, small town sort of story. Holly even, Marie Combs from um, Charmed was in it. Yeah. Even drunk, you're running circles around us with this kind of stuff. <laughs> I know. I, I, I've seen. I saw Picket Fences when I was younger. I don't remember names and stuff, but Ray Walston was in it as the judge. There was always scenes in the courtroom. <laughs> Why are we talking so yeah. much about Pink This Defenses? is about what I remember. Kathy Baker, Defenses. she played Tom Skerritt's wife. I remember yeah. this one this one episode where the kid almost got paralyzed. It was it was a thing. Very special episode. Was, of he looks like he should have been in the Mighty Ducks. This kid. 
It wasn't though. I I remember this kid specifically because when I was a kid, people used to compare me to him. <laughs> you do look like he looked like a younger you. I definitely kind of look like this kid. I think he had bigger ears than me. Okay. Um, if I will say your, so myself. Your ears are pretty standard. Size. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he was on Gilmore Girls too at a point. He was in Child's Play too. Gilmore Girls kind of looks like he was a uh, a less threatening um, Adam Driver. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he punches better than Adam Driver. In his defense, they said he did it over like 50 times. And um, he almost so he... broke through the wall, behind the wall, a couple of times. So they told okay. him to, to back it up a little bit. I don't I don't buy that. I think they're just covering up for him. He huh. was a Marine, so he, he should know how to punch. I like Adam Driver. Uh, I. I thought Marriage Story was okay, but I like Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Wiley hails from the very same town in California as the Wild Stallions, San oh, Dimas. Ooh, San Dimas. I was actually watching Bogus Journey a little bit last night. <laughs> there you go. I love it. it it's yeah. it's all coming back, it's man. It's a full circle. Who gives a shit about this episode? Remember, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Angel Baby yet? Yes. Let, all right, so let me just... Right, I'll do a quick build-up. So okay. he, he has dinner... Or, yeah, he has dinner at the orphanage. Yeah. He goes to bed, he wakes up, he has breakfast with the, the orphans, right? And then... Apparently, Mio, Mio Kunis is a master seamstress. And she did it somehow yes. overnight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't really do a lot. She just basically took this, the, the sleeves off. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> she had to see... We, she had to sew it shut, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, coming from... I, I think she fled the Ukraine... Right, so maybe that's what yeah. they made her yeah, do. Yeah, sell her clothes in real life. Right, yeah. so <laughs> it's it's possible that was like a cry for help, really. Like, get me out of here, please. She spoke English really well in this movie. Yes, uh, I think. How did she? She learned English by watching uh, uh, Three's Company, I think. Something like that. Or like Happy Days, or yeah, some some sitcom. This but, wasn't that long before that '70s show, to be honest with you. Well, that '70s show was what. 99 2000 uh it was i think it was 99 98 it was two years two years i remember i remember reading stories where she lied about her age to get on that sony show so she was probably like 15 at the time Oof! wow that's not good ashton kutcher (laughs) was like all up in that in that show yeah not good i I will say that that's an underrated show of the 90s that's a good show absolutely i don't who's who underrates that movie I don't. I don't think you think. I don't think you hear much about that show when you when you think about like shows of the '90s and 2000s. I think people overlook it. Okay. Well, I I appreciated it for sure. Yeah. Um. So they have breakfast, and the one girl, I think, uh, da, 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 what's her name, Susan, the the, the the main girl. I have no. no not idea. Susan. Susan was Brenda's song. Oh, that's right. Uh, this was Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth is in the church and she's talking about how well, she's singing about baby angel and angel baby angel baby it has no context within the movie yeah right it's not like uh how the Grinch stole Christmas like where are you Christmas right mm-hmm. where Cindy Lou who is she's growing up and she's she's missing that Christmas feeling that Christmas cheer is eluding her there yeah. is none of that here with with this song it's just a random song and it's really yeah it, it, it's really like she's just kind of going off the top of the dome with it my favorite part of the song is that she's like you know it don't you yeah it's like oh yeah i mean let's start it off for me and then she goes <laughs> on to sing a song that no one's ever heard before no and i'm i'm positive i wrote this in twi- on twitter today i'm positive this girl was making it up as she goes along because there is no explanation for it other than that like hogan says that his mother used to sing it to him it's insane there's nobody that sat down in a at a computer or a typewriter and wrote this song out this right. song is completely off this eight-year-old girl's top top of her head yeah yeah she, and- like there's not a rhyme scheme. There's just her just stream of consciousness as an eight-year-old maniac just being like <laughs> sing, singing some shit about Angel Baby. And the I, last note she sings is incredible. Mariah Carey couldn't write a better <laughs> Angel song 
she couldn't hit that note because that note doesn't exist. I, I, I wonder if this song was supposed to be the first sign of the reveal that happens at the end of the movie. What's the reveal? Yeah, it that doesn't he, tie in, does it? No, that he lives at, that he was at the orphanage and <laughs> that maybe that he thought his mother was when he said his mother sang it to him, maybe it was someone in the like the head in of the, the orphanage, orphanage sang it. Oh, uh, that's a uh, even at that point that's a stretch. You're but it's this movie. this movie too much credit, Mark. Yeah. Like, that's a like, huge stretch in my opinion. So yeah. the end of this scene, she hits a note that doesn't exist with Angel Baby just go, going for it, uh, which apparently makes the the like l- the the windows light up. Yeah. I don't know. Oh uh, yes, yes. Yeah, she, she the Energon crystals. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, we find out them. later that it's the crystals that were the fairies. That's right. <laughs> yes. Right, I watched the movie would... twice. You guys got more out of this than I did. Well, no, because she does say that, like when she says it when they find she, the crystals. She would sing. Yeah, when she would sing, she would be visited by the fairies, and Hogan's like, "The fairies, brother. I don't know that, is, dude. Dude. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about fairies, brother. Yeah, and then Mila Kunis mentions when they get down to the crystal cave or whatever it is. You know, she just read about Fraggle this in the geology book, you know, and yeah, right. they react to sound. I Which isn't a she, thing. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. going off of Ghostbusters 2 logic here. Yeah. Let's just yeah. say that um, Mila Kunis's character, Sarah, is too smart for her own good, and she'll probably won't be recognized for how smart she is throughout this whole movie. Anything mm. past this. Yeah. That's probably why she wasn't adopted. Yeah. All right. Uh, this girl's too smart. Yeah, she's a goody two-shoes. We don't want that. We want someone who we can mold in our image. She's yeah. going to fight back. No no parents want that. They want kids yeah. that are submit easily. All right? Yeah, so, I mean, Adam Wiley, I get it. He's right. red hair. He has red hair, so. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and he, looking for, we're looking for a kid with less red hair. Yeah, and, and, the, and the other girl just makes up songs all the time. That girl is nuts. <laughs> right. They, that would be, they would get her in the car they would go a few blocks down. She would start singing, turn the car right back around, oh, just put her right back. First time I heard Angel it's, Baby, I'd just kick her ass out of a movie vehicle. This, 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 in, this, one, this one's a psychopath. We, we want and apparently him. everyone who gets adopted from this goddamn place becomes a billionaire. <laughs> right? So uh, Blake becomes a billionaire. Uh, Ebner. Ebner Frost becomes a billionaire. That's the big reveal at the end, right? Is that yeah. both Ebner and, and Blake. Santa Claus, as we know him, uh, yeah. Blake Thorne, uh, were both uh, orphans at this orphanage. And right? they were best friends. They were right. best buds. And I don't, I don't even fucking remember what happens at the end of this movie. They wind yeah. up in, in like caves, and they're like, we're not yeah. like Blake Thorne remembers that the password to like this giant like door. He remembers the password too, so he opens it up, and that's where the cave is. And Ebner yeah. Thorn wants Ebner Frost wants to get in there, yeah. and they they fight, and all the henchmen get um, disposed of in their own special ways. And Ebner Thorn goes into the yeah. into the caves, and Blake Thorn goes into the caves. Fight. They yeah, sort my, of fight. My my favorite part of this whole I think it's a 10, 12 minute section is when is when Garrett Mars. His character reveals to to Blake Thorne that he used to be there, and mm-hmm. he just he just goes he's like, come here, sit down, no, sit down, and then he goes, you know this shampoo here or whatever he holds up, yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry about that, Blake Thorne. He's like, no, this is here because you're all over the place, and he goes, remember this, and he points to just some random photo, and he's supposed thing. to remember, yeah, and he's like, is that me? Right, <laughs> and then, then yeah. when he confronts. Ebner Frost, he calls him oh, Ebby. 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 <laughs> well, how does he remember that? Uh, I yeah. guess it was all supposed to flood back, but we never had that scene. Again, yeah, right. I love that, like, at this role did not require him to stand up except, except for that first scene. Right, when he almost gets hit by the bus. Yeah. <laughs> or the van. Almost he almost like gets hit by the van. Brutal murder right in the beginning. Uh, <laughs> but after that, she's like, eh, you can probably sit down for the rest of this movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. so what we're kind of 
getting at, we're like we're circling the major problem with this movie is that it makes not one lick of sense in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Like yeah, the, the the rules are changed constantly, right? Yeah, Where the, the Blake only... can like stop a truck and then he gets his ass beat by a guy with a stethoscope. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, the rules are just constantly in flux in this movie. Yeah. yeah. yeah the 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 only thing this movie has is the very basic structure of orphanage is in trouble by rich greedy man that wants to buy it. Yes. That that's the only thing that's a structure. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens in that is just a chaotic mess. Yeah. And, and it's not there's, the same. There's not yeah. a lot of Christmas in this other than Hulk Hogan being dressed as Santa. Santa. Yeah. This is not very Christmassy at all. No. Yeah. There, there's no Christmas like message mm-hmm. in it. Well, they have the Santa rule. <laughs> sure. Which that girl again makes up on her psychopath. On her... <laughs> well, what is it? It's like always help others and leave yes. no man behind or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> she adheres to like, the army rules. She on the spot. Too. Right. It was like wedding crashers. <laughs> they just let her go, man. Everything is yeah. ad libbed. She's just off the cuff. Right. Uh, I John Murlowski had put had. John Morlowski had too much faith in this woman. We yeah. we, only, we only have her on set for six hours. Whatever right. she what says on camera, yeah. we have to keep. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's really out there sometimes. But it's Probably studying at UCB at that point. You know, <laughs> yeah. had a stint at, at Second City for a while, and she's right. like, she was on her way. We feel the room, you know. Right. <laughs> and she she was uh, who 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 was at Second City at that point? Probably Tina Fey. <laughs> right, rubbing rubbing shoulders with sense. Tina Fey. Yeah. Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, breaking them in. This is yeah. how it's done, ladies. All right, just start singing. <laughs> just make up lyrics as you go along. I should mention that Dr. Flint is played by Kevin West, who might not be a household name, but you've seen this fucking guy before. A thousand. Oh yes. Um, yes I can't did. even tell you where you've seen him, but you've fucking seen him. Uh yeah, he's been in a t- eighty uh, sixty eight credits. Yeah, scrubs. Yeah, just seem like enough. Like I feel like he's got like a ton of like commercial work. Mm. They're like, oh, it's that dude that he showed up with yeah. that guy that kind of looks like Steve Buscemi but isn't. Right. You know? There's a couple people <laughs> like that in, in this movie, right? They look yeah. they look like him, but that's not them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a movie full of character actors and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, let's just say this guy was in Biodome. He was in, I was just going to say he was in Biodome. And Blank Man. And Blank Man. Oof, man. What a, what a run. Yeah, he, he was killing it in the early 90s. <laughs> let's just say he went from Blank Man to Junior or to Housecast to Biodome. Boom. That's not, that's not even mentioning Clean Slate, Christian Slater. And Super Mario Bros. Oof. Not yeah, he, Slater, Dana Carvey. He he was just he was rolling with killing it, man. It, killing it in nineties, man. Get making that scale. <laughs> he has he been in anything recently? He has not. Last one was two thousand eleven, billion dollar freshman. Wow, yeah. I mean, this guy like uh, we we're making fun of him, but uh, like I could totally be like, oh, it's that guy. Like I've yeah. seen this guy a thousand yeah. times. It feels like. Also a screenwriter for Indecent Proposal. No, no, no. He played the screenwriter in Indecent Proposal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that's very tricky the way they they worded here. Like if if you're our age, you're like thirties, late thirties, you've seen this guy a thousand times. There's, yeah. You know we're we're rolling off these these names. Like gone in six seconds. He was in. He was in an episode of Keenan Kells. Like you've seen this guy before. You've probably seen him in some like commercial work, maybe. Um, but yeah, no, he's definitely been in a bunch of movies you've probably yeah. seen. Um, very underutilized in this film. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and and the other thing this movie reminded me of is that for all of the charisma and stuff that Hulk Hogan has as a professional wrestler, he brings zero of it to film. One hundred percent correct. Yeah, he's, he, he's so only, he's wooden. Only, he's only slightly above. Kevin Durant, right? In terms of acting, it's kind of interesting, just because like, um, like we we talked about when we did uh, No Holds Barred, just like how minimal they were able to capitalize on his 
his popularity at that point. And that was yeah. eight years before this. I think there's like 88. That was the height of his popularity. Yeah, height of his popularity. And even and here is 96. He's with WCW at that point. In between, he did Superman Commando and um, Mr. Nanny. Yeah. Um, and just how popular he was as a wrestler. Yeah. And then you compare it to guys like John Cena, Dave Batista, and obviously Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who just came out with uh, Jumanji 2. It's like how they've been able to capitalize on those three guys compared to arguably Mount Rushmore wrestler of all time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's surprising. he's up there. And maybe it's maybe it's a just shows how far wrestling has come since then. Maybe it's yeah. just to show the lack of charisma Hulk Hogan really had. Yeah, I I yeah. think I think the thing with Hogan and people of that era, which is why somebody like as much as Flair was great, you're kind of glad he didn't do any movies mm-hmm. because there was nothing to really tarnish what he did. Um, you know, Macho Man's one only good role happened near the end of his career. Sure. You know, Bonesaw. Uh-huh. Yeah, Bonesaw. Right. And because. You know, uh, like Flair was a heel for yeah. a, a majority of his career, if not the yeah. entirety of his I career. I guess the closest one from that era, because those wrestlers were all more cartoon characters than the sure. one, than the three you mentioned. Um, it, it was Andre, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, where they actually were able to capitalize on that, you know, what he brought to the ring. Sure. You know, he was able to translate that to a movie. And um, but just one though. Yeah, yeah, but. Hogan did six movies and they were nowhere near the performance Andre gave in that movie. Sure. You know, I I think also it has to do with the fact that uh, Andre kind of knew his place in the, in the movie world. I mean, he probably wanted to break into movies, but he knew, you know, his role in Princess Bride is a supporting character. Uh, I think all of Hogan's besides probably like three ninjas, Hiding on Mega Mountain were start were uh, vehicles vehicles to try and boost his popularity. popularity. Yeah, um, I think that I think that says a lot about his character. I think in this, you know, I think we we've even talked about briefly on Stranger Damies because we had that kind of crossover of Hulk Hogan uh, yeah. of his kind of ego at that point. Yeah, uh, yeah. That kind of stopped wrestlers from unionizing because he was. A big star, and he stood to lose money based on the unionization of the wrestlers yeah. around him. Um, so I, th- I, th- I think that does kind of have a co- that is a bigger conversation about his kind of ego. Yeah, yeah he was and, larger than life. Yeah, and he also, as we're sitting here talking about this, you know, I'm thinking, you know, the reason why outside of natural talent, the reason why The Rock you know, um, became as popular and mainstream known as he was, was he did roles that you didn't expect, you know, a wrestler to do. Sure. He paid his dues as much as he did in wrestling. He paid his dues in Hollywood. You know, he did Scorpion King, but, you know, Be Cool was the, oh, oh, this guy is taking this seriously. You know, he just doesn't want to be an action star. And then Batiste, the same with Drax. It's like, oh, he's doing this character that makes him look dumb and not, you know, this perfect person. Well, they also you know. had charisma. Yeah. Right. Hogan didn't have any charisma in his and movies. It was just straight. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. That was it. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's backing character. on the fact that he's Hulk Hogan is going to get him through it. Yeah. He he wouldn't be able to do a scene like Cena in Trainwreck. Sure. You know, Hogan would never be able to do that scene where. Right. Yeah. You know. He could be the uh, the comedic foil if he right. if you the butt would. of the joke. Yeah. Yes. He could never and, do. That. So uh, his best role was in Rocky Three, Thunderlips. Yeah, because he got to play a wrestler. Yeah, and it yeah. was just you know of course he had a you know, a huge talent to go off of at that time and a better script, but it yeah. was just a smaller role that was essentially and, what he did for a living. Yeah, and he wasn't Hulk Hogan at the time. You know, he True. was just sure. starting. You know. Yeah. You contrast that the way he plays that wrestler to the way he is in No Holds Barred. Yeah, it's four years later. He's more or over five the top. Yeah, yeah, so much over the top. And again, we, as we mentioned in our review of that movie, there was a copious amount of drugs involved. Yeah, there's there's that story that him and Vince McMahon wrote it in 72 hours while snorting a whole bunch of coke. 
Right, just right. locked in, in a hotel, hotel room. <laughs> I think the story t- leaves out the coke, but you you could connect the connect yeah. the dots on that you, one. You you fill in the blank, yeah, essentially. Yeah. But yeah, like, and, and, the story is Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon locked themselves in a hotel room and wrote it in seventy two hours. Like, all right, well, on a giant pile of cocaine. <laughs> right, because there's no way there's no way you're powering through. 72 hours and making something that batshit crazy without the help <laughs> yeah. of illegal substances. I mean, essentially this movie really just boils down to uh, everyone being super over the top and Hulk Hogan being just flat like yeah. while trying to be over the top. It just, it never yeah. reaches and, that point for him where he can and, mask everyone else. And it never got over being weird. Him having hair. Yeah. I, I couldn't look past that. <laughs> It was just weird. And yeah. the fact that, you know, he never wore outside of the Santa hat, you know, there wasn't like it. it they wanted to show that off. You and know, he, they didn't... he kept saying naughty. We it's the second movie in a row where the, the main catchphrase is like, oh, well, that's naughty. naughty. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it just gave me flashbacks. If, now, if Hulk Hogan had said it's garbage day, that would have been just like, yeah, I, I would have had to stop watching. <laughs> Garbage day, brother. That's yeah, arguably the best Christmas movie we've watched this year. Yeah. What have we watched so far? It was that, this, and is that it? I'll be home for Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 might be the best of those. And that was so poorly acted yeah. as well. God, it's, but it, that's just writing off of the, the catchphrase, really. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah, there, there's not much left to say, you know, Hogan saves the day, you know, and then he eventually ends up using Frost's mansion as the new orphanage. Is it Frost's know. mansion? I thought it was his, his own mansion. I thought it was, unless if they shot it in the wrong location, I'm pretty sure it was that shot of Frost's mansion, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, where I thought they did a, his house. That's where I thought they were going, but then they showed that shot from the lawn that they did during when he, when they snuck in. It was like mm. the same house. Oh, okay. So either was it, they, I was gonna say, I either thought they th- went to the wrong location, <laughs> you know, which I won't put past this movie. Because I, I, I put down that The Dark Knight Rises ripped off of this movie because at the yeah. end of The Dark Knight Rises, they turn Wayne Manor into an orphanage. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what they meant to do, but maybe they didn't have that house for that day. <laughs> they were just hoping people didn't notice. But Mark we noticed. watched way too many new movies. I noticed. Yeah, you can't pull one over on Mark. You could pull one over on Anthony and myself, but not Mark. Like I'm pretty sure it's the same shot. That's why we call him Eagle Eye Mark Myers. I've been. It's I've been interesting. S- I'm just. I'm just looking over the the bottom 100 of uh, IMDb, and this movie does not wind up on it, but it falls right in line in terms of the uh, the IMDb score of it. It it probably would be around uh, 13 or 14 mm. um, yeah. if we. But for some reason, maybe there's not enough uh, reviews of it. But it would right, be right in there the, from Justin to Kelly, the battleship, the Battlefield Earth era of it at 2.6. So I, this I movie I was ashamed to put in my letterbox to have, like, having watched, keeping track <laughs> of. Some movies, here's, uh, I just, here's a question for you, because you had ahead. discussions about this. Um, um, just let you guys know there are a couple of movies we have watched that is in the bottom 100 including jaws of revenge and troll 2 uh kazam oh two jack and jill oh another one look at this we're on a roll yeah, we've done a good job of this i was looking. gonna say that's really what we're supposed to be doing yeah i mean there's plenty uh, we could do saving christmas with kirk cameron now that too if we want to uh, <laughs> i have already done that here's three ninjas high noon at <laughs> mega mountain so hogan's got two of them oh yeah uh, but anyway, um, I don't remember what my point was. You, uh, <laughs> you were going to say we were having a discussion about something. We were having a discussion about Christmas movies this uh, this week, and right. you mentioned, oh, Teen Wolf 2, 78, 3.8. <laughs> uh, you would watch Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, I so, did. So I don't know if we're going to get to that movie. Maybe we'll get to it next week. Um, but what would you rather watch again? This or Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah. Now, or so uh, just in case we do not get to that movie, I'm going to explain why I would watch this. I would watch Santa with Muscles over Christmas with the Cranks okay. because this I hated this movie, but 
I could ignore it. Christmas with the Cranks made me literally mad. <laughs> yes. I, I in the in the past I've said that this like a movie has made me angry, but not like to the point where I was literally angry at a movie. Yeah. Christmas with the Cranks actually made it put me in a bad mood. It's yeah, the yeah. only movie to put me in a bad mood. Yeah, you can't see this. I'm leaning back and putting my feet up on the table and going, "How can you say something so controversial?" Yet yeah, so, so brave. brave. <laughs> it's because with Christmas with the cranks, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop where everyone apologizes to <laughs> Tim fucking Allen, and it never comes. And he winds up having to apologize to everyone else, and it makes no sense. And it, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there, I'm watching it with Jen, and I have, I have my leg like my knees up to my face, and I'm just kind of like covering my mouth. And, she, and Jen goes, are you all right? I just, I just shake my hand. Like, this is the most infuriating movie I've ever seen. <laughs> so that, And that's when I messaged you guys. Could we possibly do it? But if we don't, I've gotten my reason out there. There you go. Yeah. Um, so what's the end of this movie? I don't even fucking know. They they, up, they, like, the, the orphanage blows up, right? Yes. There's, yeah. there's too much power in the crystals. <laughs> Does she sing again? I don't even remember. They start having a sword fight with the crystals. Yeah. And for some reason, I think just rubbing them together creates a reaction, a chain reaction. Yeah. For the listeners uh, out there, I've watched this twice. And I yeah. can't even remember this. Well, he, Quinn, Quinn Howard shows up. And, shoots a bazooka. Yeah. yeah right. Something. There's a bazooka that comes into play at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Essentially what happens is he saves the day. The orphanage blows up. Then, you know, he takes the kids to someplace whether it's his mansion or frost's mm-hmm. so you know and then that's the end of the movie you know but yeah yeah, yeah he, it's it's a lackluster ending for a lackluster movie yeah yeah i think the to be honest i think the guy giving his all in this movie is uh blake thorne's butler <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah that's true we haven't talked about it. he's got like henchmen yeah yes he, he, that he, never come into play really he trains with them yeah he, he has the cook with. the driver the butler and gardener, and the, the gardener, right, <laughs> right. It's, I I wanted to touch on something real quick. Everyone who fights in this movie has the worst weapons imaginable. Yeah. Like the uh, like the cook comes at him with like a little like hammer. Uh, the gardener comes at him with a weed whacker. Uh, they, when they storm uh, the the orphanage with uh, Ebner's like goons in there. The guy watching the door has like a protractor or like yeah. a yardstick as a weapon. <laughs> There's no guns. Yeah, yeah and they, they uh, electrocute the door by setting it up, uh, hooking uh, up Alone. jumper cables to the yeah. battery into the door. A la Home Alone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then I think they murder Miss Watt. No, right? yeah. he survives, but. Oh, okay. Right, they dump water on her. PG movie. Yeah. yeah. It looked like they killed her. She so winds up in the back of the squad car at the end. Oh. Yeah, are, you okay. too, are you too good to hit a woman? Oh, I don't. And then all of a sudden, he, the officer like, "I'm not." And pours water on the girl with electric hands. Yeah. So that's what I figured. Like, oh well, I mean, she's dead now. Well, they go for the one final children's joke, which is the guy that had the stink gas that yeah. they had pumped into his suit pops a hole right before it goes into the. The paddy wagon, so that a paddy you know, the smell is in there. And right, the that's methane. one thing you need to mention. That like yeah. each of them have their own s- special moves or like skills. Right, they're they're that... essentially like mini bosses, right? Yeah. Or like Doctor Vile, he uses methane gas. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's just a strange movie, and it has nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah. So it's very weird. Uh, I hated it. <laughs> and that's really all I'm going to say about it. The one, the one thing I thought was weird was there was that, like, blonde the mall manager when he's hiding out in the um, the mall. But I thought it would have a much bigger role. She was like, she was the one that was like, I'll give 20 bucks to the per- first person to find Santa. Yeah. And she was, yeah, like, attractive, she was like an attractive blonde. Yeah. And she just wound up having, like, no part of the film at all. Yeah, she's in it for maybe... Five six minutes. Yeah, but she, she gives the money scale, to Tom Stark, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it, again just a lot of weird choices made in this movie. Is a lot of people getting paid scale? <laughs> is 
Is there any way you'd make this this movie better, guys? Uh, yeah, like I said earlier. Yeah, I think you just go uh, over the top and you put like Undertaker in there. You put uh, Sting, maybe Kevin Nash. You yeah, you you just put other wrestlers in there and have them go at it. Kevin Nash is Shredder. He does not need to be anywhere near this movie. Oh, he was Super Shredder. Super Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, but I'm just saying, like you, you no, put, yeah, the 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 henchman, like, you keep Ed Bagley Jr. because he's a fine actor, but you have he's his henchman. Too good for this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, he's... him and Garrett Mars. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Ed Bagley Jr. has actually done in his career. I just know him as Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> but he, yeah, I mean, he feels he's like he's too good for the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, like I remember him being in. Some movie where he was a, really a cockroach in disguise from, like, the 90s. Oh, man. Men in Black? That's, that's a fucking movie. No. Oh, man. What's it called? It's from, like, the oh, early no, 90s. But, it's an yeah, entire yeah. family of, like, giant cockroaches. Meet the Applegates. Okay. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched this movie. Oh. No, no way. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a, been in... They called this a movie. This he's is another a, one in Scrubs. Uh, Seventh Heaven. I really and, feel like... Gary Morris in this movie is just he had a few days off and somebody was like, Hey, you wanna make like ten like grand? Gary Morris has had a few days off ever since he was he he stopped being on SNL. On SNL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would just kinda show up here and there. Yeah. Like that's what like if he was just there. Yeah. I mean he was in Pineapple yeah, Express. Yeah. He was hilarious in Pineapple Express, by the way. At Big Jr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was I feel, awesome. I feel like Garrett Morris, they were like, hey, Garrett, you want to be in this movie? He was like, uh, how far I got to drive? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, that, we'll send a car service. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Go, going back to the wrestler thing real fast. The uh, one of the henchmen really felt like it was, if it was made a couple years earlier, was really written for Rick Steiner to Ooh, just yeah. come out with the, uh, with the uh, amateur wrestling headgear on. Yes. <laughs> right, I, I really think that's the best way to make this movie better is just have uh, just a bunch of really cool cameos from other wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, would, there's some and good I, cameos in this. Yeah, and I would keep them without makeup. Yeah, yeah, you know? let, let people know who they are. You know, um, like how 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 Undertaker's in Suburban Commando. Sure. Right. Yeah, as Mark Calloway. Like like uh like uh Beefcake is is uh Ed Leslie, I believe his name is. Yeah, he's, yes. cre- he's credited as his real name in this movie. Yeah, not um, not Brutus the barber. Not, Bru- not Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. <laughs> no, I um, I agree. Yeah, I think that's yeah, how you have do Steve it. Steve Borden in there, you know, Sting. <laughs> Just... I also I I would say get rid of the crystal element, uh, and maybe just have it be something more conventional. Like maybe there's oil down there or Alcones something. Too, or, <laughs> or just or just treasure. There's just there are all the Rivera's in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, or just like, oh, he's an evil like land developer who just wants to yeah. put up. He wants yeah. to knock down this orphanage very... so he can put up a mini mall or something right. like that. A Brady gonna... movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no reason to complicate it with magic crystals. Just have Michael McKeon's arc from a very Bra- uh, a Brady brunch movie. Yeah, that'll be fine. Or or Goonies. <laughs> or just have some shit to do with Christmas. Yeah. Like, I know it's L.A., so it's like, well, we really can't get much more Christmassy than what we can do. We, yeah. we got palm trees all over the place. There's no real Christmas trees, so we're going to try and make it work. But Die Hard makes it fucking work. Yeah. This movie did not make that fucking shit work. No, it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. You have yeah, a guy you dressed got... up like Santa Claus the entire goddamn movie, and he can't make you... it feel like Christmas. Yeah, you just got to lean into the cheesiness to make this better. And... Yeah. And they they just didn't have the right kind of cheese for this movie. This movie is garbage. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it it struck out on all levels. Yeah, but and God bless it for that. Right, I was gonna say, but in the end, it helps do its job, and we had no fun with it, and we hope that you had some fun with it. Yeah, yeah, and it is uh, it is also a full movie on YouTube with sixty four thousand views. Yep. That's it. Yeah, we watch this on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> it is free on YouTube. If you can find it, just type in Sandal Muscles. It is not yeah. like YouTube free, where you just like watch free movies that um, YouTube has allowed you to watch. It's just, it's just there, and no it's one's just giving there. shit. Somebody just uploaded this movie. Yeah, 
No Jordan one was Belfort like, hey, that's my movie. Don't watch that for free. Everyone was just like, oh, fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, listen, I don't I wouldn't recommend watching this, to be honest with you. But if you must, there you go. Now you know where to find it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's our san- I We did not talk enough about Angel Baby as far as I'm concerned. But uh, we touched on it for a while. I could have talked an entire hour about that fucking song. That entire scene, I could talk for like t- like another 20 minutes to an hour. But anyway, we're not going to do that because we're going to get out of here. Yep. Um, all right, guys, plug your shit. Uh, as you all know, you can follow my personal Twitter, dequino122. Come chat with me. We'll talk about whatever you want. We'll ch- we'll talk about wrestling. I don't give a shit. Uh, follow our Real Play D and D Twitter at Stranger Damies, and it's also Instagram at Stranger Damies. So if you want anything plugged on there, we'll be more than happy to show for you. Me personally, I've stated before, I will I will say anything. I am yours. Use me. Uh, and that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. So as usual, we have Stranger Damies um, airs every Wednesday. Um, audio podcast is up um, for. Everybody on iTunes, Google Play, you know, Spotify, all, all those places where you can get podcasts. Um, we're trying out some new cameras with the uh, the video version on YouTube. Um, yeah, if you go there and just search Stranger Damies on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, that video will probably be up either tomorrow or Friday. Um, still trying to work out the kinks of syncing audio and video um, and trying to figure out why these cameras lose like a couple frames between sections of the video and then trying to figure out what to do with that um so uh we're working on that so this is definitely a trial and error for these first four episodes um for this so um be patient with us or if you have any advice um for you know this kind of editing or gopro video recording or whatever we're doing feel free to reach out you know at stranger damies um so yeah that's about it well yeah that's at where they called us a movie you can find us at they called us a movie.podbean.com and on twitter facebook and instagram at the main damie uh they called us a movie you find us on any podcast streaming app just look for they called us a movie and we should pop right up we're also a proud member of geek vibes nation you find us at gbnation.com and on any podcast streaming app at geek vibes nation um, they have a bunch of great shows for you to listen to, as well as ours. Dan just popped up on uh, Geek Vibes Live, I believe is the name of that. Uh, uh, I think it's like, don't call it a comeback. Uh, Geeks Against the Grain, usually, yeah, I believe they uh, call it. But yeah, He just uh, popped we, up there talking about a couple of uh, things in the news uh, in terms of geek culture. Yeah, uh, great. They've got a bunch of great shows that you could check us out. We'll be popping up here and there on that um but geek vibes nation has a bunch of great shows for whatever your um interests are you should probably find something that but we're there uh stranger Damies is there i believe game vault podcast is there yep. um and yeah that's what that's where you can find us uh i am at dan delvec on uh twitter where you can find me Everyone. uh the director of santa with muscles is John Murlowski. So, for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling John Murlowski to go fuck himself. All right, guys, I'm off to see cats. Bye.